0: Yeah, yeah, who knows, who knows.
1: Welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, my name is Adam Portress, and I am back yet again. I can't believe how consistent I've been. It's been kind of nice, uh, but I am joined today by a guest. You know him, you love him, you've seen him on the uh, on the YouTube's as Anime Dad. You heard him on the podcast and the Anime IO, and you've loved him on Hero Movie Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Film Find, Mr. Bruce Leslie.
0: Hey, 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 happy to be here, man. Thanks for letting me uh, drop in again, Adam.
1: Oh, man, I am excited. Uh, so just to give you an idea of of how this kind of episode started out. I was uh, a couple of nights ago, or, well, about a week ago, I guess I was uh, sitting at home. It was late night and I was just like, I want to just one more movie before I go to bed, you know? Looking around, trying to find something. I was out on Shutter. I saw a. I saw this uh, movie, The Last Matinee. I had no idea what it was. It was a 2020 movie or 2021, 2020, 2021, one of those things.
0: 2020, I
1: think. Yeah, it's one of those things. I'm sure it was. There's probably some technicalities. It's like it came out here on this date, but this on this date, kind of thing. But whatever. So I saw this movie, and I was just like. At first it starts, and we'll talk about it in specifics, but first it starts a little bit slow. Then it gains momentum. By the end of this movie, I was like, there's only one person that I want to talk about this movie with. <laughs> and I and, think you know, from we'll, our two perspectives, we will be able to give a lot of background and a lot of lot of ideas and stuff in this movie that I don't think many... Uh, we have some insights, I think.
0: And And, you know, like you said, we'll get into the particulars in due time. But as I was watching this movie, I'm watching and I'm watching, I'm like... I kind of wonder why Adam wanted me to watch this.
1: Oh, that's why. Because I didn't tell him anything. I didn't tell him anything <laughs> yes, about what nothing. was going on. And, uh, and and I want you guys to do that as well. So uh, it's it's up on Shutter right now. So that'll be our first review. And then, uh, man, oh, man, I have seen a lot of people on the Internet. And it is, I don't want to say it's one-sided because it's not. It is the most down-the-middle thing I think I've seen in quite some time. Is uh, the new Texas Chainsaw movie is available on Netflix right now just came out this week and turns out is the number two uh, the second highest viewed new release in Netflix in some time or some such nonsense. I don't know. I read a headline and you know how quickly that forgets but it was like apparently it's doing quite well. Uh, so we'll talk about that new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, bring our our differing uh, histories and stuff with all of that because that was another one where I was like, I'm not quite sure what to think of this. And after I had seen it, I was just like, Bruce, if you can sneak this in in the next 24 hours, please do this because I feel like I got to talk about this movie too.
0: <laughs> oh, and I'll have a story about sneaking that in, all right?
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, but before we get into all that, do want to say a by a giant thank you to the people over at Patreon.com/slash/thefilmfind. Thank you guys so much again for all this. Uh, Maria, Jessica, Walt, uh, Tim, and Rocketface, you guys uh, really appreciate that coming in uh, uh, every month there. It makes me feel happy. It makes me want to continue to do these. and uh, We'll have more stuff coming up. I've got other movie reviews. i got a book review right around the corner. I've finished another book. That's right. I'm fast. Sweet. Or at least I have a lot of time on the road, and therefore audiobooks pass rather quickly <laughs> for me. <laughs> and other times when I'm at work and, you know, like to, um, not that I – because I'd finished it before this last uh, – before yesterday but yesterday uh our theater is down to two screenings uh a day right so all the all, oh wow all 11 theaters but you know you get screening at like three o'clock and a screening at like seven o'clock oh, and man. uh it makes for a long early day when there's no one there and you show up at 10 o'clock in the morning but boy oh boy can you get stuff done I've been so, so
0: productive. It's been great. Why, why has the schedule been, like, carved way back?
1: Well, because there's nothing out in theaters that people want to see right now, to be quite frank. You mean frank. people aren't lining <laughs> up
0: to check out Death on the Nile? Uh, I want to see Death on the Nile really badly. I haven't seen it yet. I it, did see Uncharted, though.
1: It's done okay. Uncharted's done okay. But, like, it's it's been nothing. And, like, this last week has been no good. This week will be no good. And then we got Batman. So, you know that'll be the big one. Th- this Friday nothing's going to happen. There's nothing coming out. Uh yeah. but then when Batman comes, all hell's going to break loose. I think we hey, have
0: You want to know what has me excited? Mm-hmm. Batman is released on my birthday. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Nice.
1: So we got Batman coming out then and then on your on, Batman coming out on your birthday and Nicolas Cage's new movie uh coming out on my birthday. <laughs>
0: that's the the unbelievable weight of talent or something yeah massive uh,
1: yeah unbelievable weight of massive talent something along those lines (laughs) yeah uh but the most meta nick cage movie there's ever been and frankly it's the movie that i think we've all been kind of building to in the uh, in the last you know what 10 15 years of nick cage's uh wild and crazy career
0: Yeah, I still haven't listened to your cage match yet. I gotta do that.
1: It's pretty good. So I I cover all three of his twenty twenty (laughs) one films in that. I didn't realize that when I had first started. I was like, I knew they were all fairly close and and everything, but all all three twenty three movies in twenty twenty one. For you know, a previous year where everybody was locked down. We still we still got
0: three movies out of Nick Case. <laughs> I think we probably got eight or nine out of Bruce Willis and you haven't heard of any of them. Oh
1: my gosh. I saw that list. I saw this giant list where it is just it's all these Bruce Willis movies, you do not recognize a single title. And I can almost promise you that he sat down through three-fourths of all of oh, them. Oh
0: no, he sat down through all of them. I, I listened to a whole <laughs> podcast just about the bruce willis movie making scheme that's going on right now oh are you are you interested in the details please you get him for one day oh. that's 16 hours max for one million dollars and then you got to finish shooting your film when he's gone sheesh he brings i think he brings his own like guys with him like his own crew he might even have his own stand-in who is literally the stand-in like if he's yeah. standing this guy's who you're seeing on screen
1: and he, <laughs> he's the back of the, he's a bald back yeah, of the head kind of thing but,
0: but he he has made this whole industry out of working eight or nine days a year making eight or nine million dollars and he will not say no to anything if you meet his terms and and they're speculating like like bruce willis is the kind of guy that's got at least one or two hundred million in the bank like he doesn't have to work like nick cage you know, he had the IRS problems. He's had a divorce. I feel like he has to work.
1: He's had several divorces.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he. I feel like Nick Cage has to work. He's like Rod Stewart. He has to work. Yeah. But like Bruce Willis, nobody quite knows why he does this. He's like doing Steven Seagal level stuff, but mm-hmm. nobody knows why other than he just thinks it's cool, I guess.
1: He has to self-finance a uh, a Bruno cartoon reboot. That he's going to be pitching to the WB if the WB was still Bruno
0: meets Bobby's World. That's the cartoon nobody wants. Or
1: everybody wants. Could be either or. I don't know.
0: How do we get sidetracked? I'm sorry.
1: I don't know. It's fine. Listen, the, you know, the, for for the 15 people that listen to this show, they had a fun time with with, with that. <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. Like I said, uh, I I came to Bruce and I said, uh, you got to watch this movie, The Last Matinee. I, the, the trailer's all in Spanish, but I'm going to play a little bit of the audio just so you can kind of get a vibe of what it is if you haven't seen it or heard of it. Great soundtrack. They got a
2: big-
1: Eh. es de.. de suspenso. Dale, no, apuren. Ya empezó la película. Shh.
2: ¿Qué querés decirte?
1: Por algo vinimos, no? then people just start getting killed. Again, there's it's it's pretty much they, they realize the <laughs> audience that they're uh they're, that they're uh you know putting this out to and yeah. they're like we can't put subtitles in there, they won't watch it then.
0: <laughs> yeah, Spanish a Spanish language trailer can be tricky on an English language podcast. Yeah, we well, should put subtitles on the podcast. Like you need to do that thing like when you watch an American movie that's been pirated through Eastern Europe so you hear like the English <laughs> words then some guy goes like it'll be somebody like uh jennifer lawrence using a lot of emotion talking about how she can't believe that this is where life is broader and then you hear <laughs> the best <part. laughs> yeah, yeah
1: you have no idea but the way that the internet just garbled out there it made that even better of a bit Oh sweet! So thank
0: you, thank you, Al Gore, for inventing this.
1: <laughs> You're welcome, Mister Bruce. I did a great job on it. Here's the IMDb <laughs> plot line. Uh, as we know, IMDb always 100 correct in everything they say and or do. It's a soaking wet day with rain pouring down, and one of the best things to do is go seek refuge in an old cinema. With there's just one problem: a murderer's on the loose, and he is also taking refuge there. That is, this is directed by Maximiliano Conte. Uh, it's Spanish, I guess. There's a whole lot of Spanish people in here. People that you probably yeah, never heard it's a, of.
0: It, it's a co-production of Argentina and Uruguay.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, and like I said, this this falls under a group of movies that over the last couple of years I've kind of fallen in love with. It's a sub. It's a super super niche sub genre of horror. I call uh, trapped in a movie theater
0: oh i like that idea and when we get to uh our next movie i don't want to spoil it Mm -hmm. but i have a uh a a name to nominate for that subgenre.
1: oh all right i like uh But, but
0: here let's let's talk about the last met name because this might be one of the few times a movie has our careers colliding so go ahead and do your thing
1: so uh the whole idea like like you saw there is this uh People are stuck inside of a movie theater, and there are murders now, or, or, or in, in many different of these types of movies. And I found this out the first time that I came across this was uh, the Charlotte Film Society a couple years ago had this uh, film series called the Back Alley Film Series, where they would just show uh, you know cult movies uh-huh. and stuff like that, art house cult and stuff. And every Halloween they would have a movie each single week, and on the last week of October that that movie was a secret 35 millimeter screening. You had no idea what the movie is. You just like bought that. your ticket for $5, sat down, and then boom, there's your movie.
0: And which theater was this again?
1: That one, it was the Carolina Cinemas. I don't know what they call it these okay. days. Because uh, it's it's one of those that's gone through about 15 different name changes and stuff yeah. as they've kind of gone on. But they've remodeled now. They're looking good. Um, but the first movie that we got was a movie called um because there's two movies that are like so similar in titles here it's, it's it's not anguish it's uh oh my gosh i can't believe my brain is taking it back anyways i'll I'll come up with it in a second but it has michael lerner and zelda zelda Rubenstein. that's all you got to know ooh, ooh, i'm like Sign you, me up. Yeah, if you're not on board with that little bit right there, I I, I don't know why you're here in the first place because that is <laughs> it's like all right. But the cool thing about that was is that um I, I'll, I'll spoil it just a tiny little bit. It's not that bad. But there's a movie within a movie. You're kind of watching a movie and then you're uh-huh. you, there's the movie that's going on in the theater itself. So you're kind of watching two movies at the same time. But everybody becomes trapped in this movie theater. And that was was a great movie. Next year comes around. Same October, uh, you know, film series thing. Same secret 35 millimeter screening. This time, the movie was Demons this, uh, it's, it's from the eighties Italian film. I can't remember. I should have all this.
0: Is it up, like but Giallo I Italian? I mean, yes. Like that Italian? Super
1: Italian. Nice. Dario Argento produces this movie. Uh, this guy comes around in a mask and is handing out free tickets to this movie. These people are all hanging out at this movie theater, put on this mask. The mask cuts this girl. Demons are released within the theater and the, and the theater is locked out and everybody's inside. So it, it's just, there's, there's this kind of, History, anytime there's a movie that says we're locking people in a movie theater or something, I'm yeah. like, bro, I got to see this. I got to see it. Now, it, this is not really a spoiler per se, but at the end of, I think it's Demons. It's either Demons or or, or the other one. Uh, but there's like a shot of the movie theater with people coming out of the theater as if you're watching the thing it's like it's almost inception kind of thing and i would love to okay. do i would love to do a thing where that audience would be watching that movie and you could cut to a live feed of them watching that movie it's
0: really ooh that would be cool
1: cuz if you were watching a movie and then you saw a shot of that theater of you like and you could look around go like, oh my god that's me on the theater. it's kind of a wild and crazy idea but that's that's i want that to happen one day yeah, but uh, the last matinee is is a new movie, but looks old. It's 2021. Uh, well, but-
0: it's set. I don't know if you caught this or not, but it's supposed to be set in 1993, yes. which is important.
1: Exactly. And that's so we're still in the the film land of everything where we're actually using 35 millimeter film, a young lady
0: and no cell phones.
1: Yeah, exactly. No cell phones. We can't call anybody. So it's it's all just to me. I love that, too, and and because it's such an out now in movies where it's just like, oh, I'll whip out my cell phone. The problem solved. Well, yeah. okay. well, your movie's not interesting.
0: then. (laughs) There's something nice, too. Like you said it in 1993, where it's pre-cell phone, particularly in Argentina and Uruguay. Mm -hmm. But you said it pre-cell phone, pre-laptop computer that you take everywhere. And then all of a sudden it could be 1973. It's so weird. But in 1973, life wasn't that different than 1993, other than what the cars look like. And here they're taking a bus. You don't see any cars. Mm -hmm. So like, like you could just about make this work for whenever you were younger. You know, like anybody alive now could almost like say this is when I was a young adult. It works for at least a 20 year window.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing too is that it's shot like it's an old movie. This movie has so much love for that old Italian giallo genre and stuff like that, and all of these movies yeah. and movies like Demons. There's so much in here that has that DNA running through it that you feel. I mean, there's a, there's a poster in this movie theater for Dario Argento's Opera in the background. I'm sure there was a couple more that I missed, but like they're wearing it on their sleeves rather bluntly yeah. here. But it works.
0: And and the killer kinda has that European look rather than the North American slasher that has to have a, a gimmick or a shtick. Mm. It's more just like the guy.
1: Yeah. So you've got this girl. She comes in. She's like trying to take over for her dad, who's like a projectionist at this movie theater. She's like, "Get out of here! You're you got to go. You're you're having a bad night here and everything. I can watch over stuff while she studies." And I love this because this is this is a day that I don't get to see anymore because uh, yes,
0: it's all digital now.
1: It's all digital. And let me tell you something. Because do you know how happy that I would be to be just sitting up in the booth all day, starting the movies and whatnot, and worrying about all that crap as opposed to. Dealing with a whole bunch of customers. Oh, boy, I would love that.
0: It, it's like, how, how did, did movie theaters actually have difficulty hiring projectionists? Like, I think everybody I know would love for that to be their career. But imagine if you went to college, like he, he says that his uh, daughter took the class. And imagine it's 1993 and you just got your degree in being a projectionist. Like, oh, boy, outlook is bad.
1: Dude, the first movie theater that I applied to was kind of like on the tail end of, uh, of 35 millimeter projection and, uh, yeah. and they were still looking for it. And I was just like, yes, I would like to do this. And they were like, I, I don't know. She didn't like anything that I had to say. Cause I like, I kind of wanted to move up the ranks very fast and they were looking for the lowest totem pole. And I was like, I want your yeah. job. I didn't say that, but that's kind of what I implied. <laughs> I was like, you should, you should. I need to go to the top here. And, of course, when I did get eventually years later hired on on a movie theater, uh, I did start on that thing. And I got to the top rather quick. Well, not top top. But, you know, I was scaled up rather quickly. So, you know, I, I got ambitions. But, people let me live.
0: <laughs> but just a little look behind the curtain, even though there aren't projectionists who have to have all the skills of a mm-hmm. projectionist, you still have to have somebody in charge of pushing the button. Right. Or is it all just on a timer?
1: It's all automated now. Everything
0: is on Oh Crap. That's why stuff gets screwed up. Yeah. because I was in a movie once where they showed the wrong movie and I had to go out and tell them at the concession stand, somebody had to go in and make it the right movie. So you at (laughs) least got to be that guy who knows how to do that.
1: We had a whole, we had a little bit of that when, um, I forget what the movie was, but it had a, it had the, uh, this frozen, uh, little mini movie on ahead of whatever the main movie was. People were confused because that move because the 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 little short wasn't so much of a short as it was like twenty minutes long. Yeah, it was like thirty, man. It was they, a long. one. People are coming out going, "Um, y- you're playing Frozen in there? That's this isn't. It's supposed to be whatever the show was, whatever the new Disney thing was." We're like, "No, no, no. It's there. Just you got to wait through it. It's a, it's going to be a while."
0: Well, I, one time I took my son to see one of the flashback cinema Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. And when the trailer started, they were all R-rated horror movies. I'm but, like, I don't think they're going to show us Harry Potter here. And then when it finally kicked on, it wasn't the flashback cinema; it was the regularly scheduled uh, you know movie for that. That so I had to go out and tell them, uh, you got the wrong thing going." Yeah, and that's somebody literally went in and hit a button and fixed it.
1: Yeah, they literally just like had the wrong thing programmed in that that slot. And there, there's probably a pre-programmed thing ready to go that's got the whole slate of like everything from trailers to that that pre-show yeah. and everything. They just hit that and hit play. But it's a, it, it is a horrible thing when things go bad and people are down there complaining and stuff and you're trying to get things together. Our, our theater has a, uh, we, we don't have film that burns up in the gate anymore, <laughs> yes. but we do have like massive uh, like uh, power searches at our store all the time. Heaven nice. forbid there's a little bit of rain, something's flicking and next thing you know, you're running upstairs trying to reset 11 projectors and get people to not want to murder you.
0: I am old enough that I have been at a movie when the film burned. I haven't been to one that burned, but when I. I'll say broke. I don't know if it burned or just snapped or something, but I have been. And and I start to wonder, like, do the movie theaters own that print? Like, Like, if your projectionist melts a couple of frames and tapes it back together, then they send it to the next theater with tape on it?
1: Yeah, that's kind of, I'm like, wait. well, back in the day they did, like, because you, oh, you used to get a print and it looked like garbage, it was all scratched to hell, and like, you're like, isn't this oh, a we, hope,
0: we hope we don't get our print the day after Bernie Pete showed it, because like, there's some guy out there who's notorious for burning every film.
1: I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> but it's, I, I like this because I, like, I I felt like I've been in, in this position before where you're just kind of waiting on people. And I like this. I, I like that this is, you know, it, it's a matinee screening. This is the early screening of the day, though I feel like it's kind of starting to turn yes. into night as it's.
0: I want to take exception to that because matinee, I'm from the generation where matinee meant morning, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, like before noon a lot of times. In this movie, it looks like evening. Like now maybe it's winter time because, you know, in Argentina and uh, I think they're in Montvideo is the town they're in, which is in Argentina. Mm-hmm. So in Montvideo um, winter wouldn't have snow, it would have rain. But still, still, you can't call it a matinee if it's dark outside. That's just where I stand. I don't know where you stand <laughs> on the, the word matinee.
1: Well, I think the dark outside does have a thing to do with it, though. It used to be like things like, like. Times before six was almost considered matinee.
0: What is it now?
1: Now it's just like first show. <laughs> okay, first show. Uh, if if we were doing one, you know, well, it all depends. There's value days and all kinds of bull crap. and our theater is different
0: than other theaters, so I can't really t- Cause, speak for. Because growing of them. up, they only had matinees on Saturday and Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah. And today we have like you know we're we're playing everything all day every day, and so. yeah except for now where <laughs> we're down to two yeah. screenings, but whatever the weekends go all the way back up. Thing I like about this movie is that like, you feel like, you know where things are going when they kind of start out. You're like, okay, this is these people. They're all in this movie theater. They're getting killed by this mysterious, you know, kind of uh black gloved figured as, as per uh, Jalo usual here and everything. You don't necessarily yeah. see the person. You just see all the hands and whatnot. Um, so you think you're just going to get one of those. It's like, "Oh, it's a mystery and we got to try to find out who this guy is or what is thing." And all of a sudden it takes a big giant like, "Wait a minute, what's going on here?" Like with 30 minutes left, all of a sudden the movie decides to like, you know, turn it up a lot.
0: And you've got this interesting cast because you got people on a first date where the guy is like shy, but the lady's really forward. You got this group of kids who look like troublemakers. You've got a girl that they say looks like Brooke Shields until you see her, and she looks nothing like Brooke Shields. No, and you got a kid who snuck in, and then you got the old man who gets like pissed off and leaves early, and he's the spoiler warning, but he's kind of the the MacGuffin that saves the day.
1: (laughs) It's uh, it's hilarious, and I like all these people because they kind of have like slight American counterparts at the same time. Yeah, like the one kid is like clearly, you know, the the Spanish uh, Jonah Hill. (laughs) <laughs> yes piece of cake and his buddy is 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 a spanish timothy chalamet
0: oh definitely
1: fair enough with that one uh i've tried to figure i've i had the girl but i can't i can't remember but like everybody you can kind of pick out like their american kind of counterparts and stuff which which it, it was kind of fun to me but the the big thing that i was like thrilled about with this movie in that it was the gore is fantastic it's, it's so good. All of the kills are, are you know, you feel And them.
0: the gore sneaks up on you because at first,
1: just at kind first of I wondered. Yeah. You know, yeah, at first I thought
0: it's not that gory. Like, like I, I, I spent a lot of time wondering why you picked this. And I thought, well, he must have just picked this because he works, you know, at a movie theater. And that's where this takes place. And, but, it, but it just slowly, like, boils the frog. You know, it, like, slowly escalates.
1: And next thing you know, you're like, "Oh my god, this movie's insane! What's going on here? <laughs> yes. This this guy is." All right, and we'll kind of we'll, we'll spoil just a little bit of stuff, but uh, so because we we have to get into it to kind of see where our our sections cross here. So just to let you know, uh, the the um, the last matinee is available on Shutter right now. Uh, I recommend it, but let's let's get into kind of some slight spoilers here. Now, yes. when when the movie starts, we kind of actually see. I know we're talking about spoilers, and you go right. Let's go to the beginning of the movie. But the beginning of the movie, there's like someone in a car, and he's got a uh, a jar that one would assume is just like what, like uh, pickled olives eggs or us, something.
0: <laughs> no, it's olives. Like, like I expected him to pull like an old finger or eyeball out of this jar, and he he, he picks out a green olive that still has the pit.
1: Yeah, it's uh it and there's all kinds of stuff floating in there which is gross.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just
1: little remnants always I'm like, "Oh, what is that? Why is that there?" But it turns out uh this guy has not only been killing all the people in this movie theater, he has also been collecting their eyeballs. Yes, <laughs> and putting them in a jar. And I thought that was a really smart move is that we don't nece- we see him kill all of these people, but the eyeball reveal doesn't happen until later. You don't very late. You don't realize that, oh, he's been he's been taking everyone's eyeballs out the entire time.
0: Now I mean we discovered that like the last thirty minutes, because like I said, I was wondering why you wanted me to watch this until I saw that. And I gotta say, a a couple of criticisms. Okay. The eyeballs look a little too big.
1: That's what I thought. Just by and like my non round. my non medical profession, I was just like, if I'm to just put my Bruce Leslie hat on here, I'm like, I bet those are a little bit big for what they are. But you kind of have to like it's a visual and, and, medium,
0: and they're a little too spherical. They're actually shaped more like olives than they are like balls. Mm-hmm. So they could have had that in there.
1: I think though and you tell me if you think otherwise but I think at least with the general public's you know quote unquote vision or idea of what an eyeball looks like <laughs> it's got the word it's got the word ball in it so I think we all yeah. think it's you know spherical in nature
0: and like any Halloween store they're going to have spheres but This movie really went to uh, great pains to make sure they didn't forget the optic nerve and some of the posterior anatomy. So I was just surprised that the the globe anatomy, the anatomy of the eyeball itself, was subpar compared to like the stuff that most movies ignore. But it's like they doubled down on where the extraocular muscles insert. And what the the orbital tissue and the the optic nerve looks like that they forgot about the eyeball itself, but still, you know, nothing's perfect. But
1: it but it looked like for what it was and everything, it looked really good. It didn't look super cheap oh, or that it was when, a ping pong ball yeah, with a magic yeah. <laughs> marker on it or nothing, you know. And
0: when the jar dropped and all the eyeballs started chasing the kid down the stairs, basically, that was a beautiful shot. I really like that.
1: That's between that because that also echoes the what what kind of look like M&Ms, but are way too damn big for M&Ms are probably some sort of Argentinian candy that we don't know about, but well, it, they're, they're
0: uh, Mentos,
1: but they, they kind of fall down the stairs and what i and, and so the eyeballs echo that that's what I call the Brian De Palma shot. That feels yes. just like that slow-mo <laughs> crap falling the down carriage. the stairs and everything. Yeah. That's, that's the Brian De Palma for sure. Uh, I, I love that. I thought that was like, it solid. It was so good. Now let me, Okay. This is a weird one. This is a weird question, but I feel like I feel like we, for science, for science, we have to ask the, yes. the the difficult questions. Um, when these eyeballs fall out of this jar and everything and shatter on the steps, how much do you think the we'll call it for lack of a better word, elasticity of an eyeball is to be bouncing that high? They
0: was it more? Uh, would you they think it be bounce, man? They're not like a soggy meatballs, Shit. like. They don't really bounce. I'm trying to think, like, like. Well, this gets
1: an F now. So the hell.
0: (laughs) I have a nucleation. A nucleation is the name of the surgery where you remove an eyeball.
1: Okay. And I. That's kind of a cool last name.
0: Yeah, I have performed quite a few nucleations. Now I've never dropped an eyeball on the ground to verify this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But what I would compare (laughs) it to. What I would compare it to, I'm trying to think of something I compare it to, but if you had some like raw meatballs that weren't cooked yet, but they're not frozen, just like raw meatballs mm-hmm. on a tray and you drop those, they splat. kind of
1: splash.
0: Yeah, they're not going to bounce. A little disappointing.
1: Well, we need yeah. some rubbery eyeballs in this. The yeah. things that we've been doing with technology these days, I don't know how, you know, you might, you might could do something. Who's to say?
0: yeah yeah who knows who knows but yeah eyeballs don't bounce but it made for a beautiful shot so yeah. you know don't let the truth stand in front of a good shot
1: another thing i liked is that this movie is not afraid to kill people this they kill what everybody but two people
0: uh everybody but three because the old man yeah, brings I guess the cops back and then there's the main like uh, daughter of the projectionist and then there's the kid oh boy yeah
1: yeah. So, yeah, that's about it. So like, but it is one that like you think, oh, well, this person's going to be nope. And I think that, I thought that was really great that, you know, when you when you were like, oh, no one's safe. That's when things get fun.
0: When you yeah, have no it, idea what's it, going on. It breaks the tropes. You know, it's not like just the, the bad people get killed. Everybody gets killed.
1: Exactly. Like, you know, sometimes a, a good person dying, it makes things go like, oh, 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 okay. So this is this is this is how this movie is, huh? Yeah, uh, but yeah, I would I would definitely I would recommend this movie. Like I said, it's not on shutter right now. It's just about 90 minutes, so it's a real quick watch. It's fairly effortless, I would say, save unless you're one of those people who are like I can't read a subtitle. But honestly, I think this could even work as a silent movie. If you took all the dialogue out and you didn't speak any Spanish and you just watched this, you could pretty much follow everything. I, I, would I mean, think. I'll
0: be honest. I didn't read a lot of the subs. You know, like like sometimes when something's subtitled, if I don't feel like I really need to know what they're saying, I don't read them. No, and, and you, this you is don't. one. Yeah, I didn't read half the subs. Probably. Now
1: I don't know if you know this or not, but I want you to take a guess. How much do you think this movie cost to make? What do you think the budget for this thing was?
0: Okay, so we got to look at the exchange rate. You know, because <laughs> they're they're down there in South America. Um i'm gonna say this looks to me like about a two hundred thousand dollar movie
1: that was the three fifty i was oh, shocked wow i th- yeah. i th- i think this i think this looks easily five million plus there the lighting alone well, the, is fantastic the thing
0: is man you can get lights and cameras so cheap now. Like, yeah, like but you, you got lights and cameras that look good so cheap, and then all you're out is just your location and your actors.
1: Yeah, but you still got we well, see, here's the thing. My guess is they had access to this location, and that's where they got a lot of, that's how you can kind of yeah. keep it low, is that you had full access to this movie theater and everything, so I'm sure that was, that was a large factor. But even that, like, you can have all those things. That don't mean you're going to be good at it, though. Like you still Ooh. gotta be able to, you know, light that stuff up. And, th- and this thing is shot immaculately well. It doesn't look like it's cheap. It doesn't look like they're just scraping pennies together to, you know, just yeah, but, make this movie.
0: But all the money in the world, which we're gonna talk about in a minute, <laughs> all the money in the world can't make an incompetent uh director good either. So like if you're good, you can get like a really nice red camera for less than 30 grand. You mm-hmm. can get like all the lights you need for about 40 or 50, then you got to pay, you know, like I said, you're non union because you're shooting in Uruguay or something. Yeah. So, so it wouldn't have surprised me if it was half what you just told me.
1: Yeah. I'm, I, I was, I was shocked about it. And I, I would like to see. And so it comes from Fetty Alvarez. I didn't mention that. Or no, wait, that's the next movie. We'll get to that in a second. My brain, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and skip ahead then because we, we have another movie to talk about. Here's a trailer for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs>
0: so harlow is a ghost town we have a vision for this place all it needs is young blood
1: i don't want to live here this is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere
0: somewhere safe hey guys you should see this
2: what are you doing in our house we really shouldn't be here Oh, my God. <laughs> this is to Steve. Sally! I'm afraid your old friend's back. Fifty years I've been waiting for this night. Just to see him again. Who? <gasps> face. Looks like it's you that he wants. I'm not gonna let him kill you.
1: being in your cancel bro the trailer for Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2021, currently available on Netflix. IMDb Plotline, after nearly 50 years of uh, hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. This is uh, directed by David Blue Garcia, written by Chris Tomas Delvin and Fetty Alvarez. Fetty Alvarez is also uh, producing this one as well. He, of course, did the uh, Evil Dead re- remake a couple years ago and uh don't breathe which was obviously a a big movie i didn't see uh, don't breathe too did you
0: see that one no i i didn't see either yeah
1: i honestly like i liked don't breathe enough but i think people hype that up too much and i was just like it's okay it's all right i don't don't know what y'all are all on about but and
0: i saw the evil dead remake and well it's no sam raimi
1: if if the movie had been called anything else except evil dead, I might be all right with it.
0: You know,
2: eh,
1: uh, cause it's like, it's like, why, why do you have to have that, that on there for what that was? I don't think any,
0: reason. it's like somebody took all the wrong messages away from evil dead and made a remake. It's like, we're going to take out the good parts and remake the parts that people like, like people went to the theater back in 1980, whatever, to see, uh, Evil Dead Part Two, because nobody went to the theater and saw Evil Dead. No, I didn't get it. My... So you went back to see Evil Dead Part Two, and you had an expectation of movie A, but you were given movie B, yeah. and you kept talking about it because, oh my God, I thought I was going to get A, and I got B. So they did a remake of movie A and forgot about B. Like they totally <laughs> forgot about why you were talking about it.
1: Exactly. Now, what's your history with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies as a
0: whole? Uh, I I have hmm. it's okay because I'm not like you're not going to offend no, me no, by any I of this love <laughs> the first one I I love the first one but I'll almost love it as a historical document there's mm-hmm. something so gritty the first one is is like the best truly scary movie that maybe I've ever seen you know like mm-hmm. like I love the first one Now, what I'm embarrassed about is I never really saw the second one, which by all accounts is a noteworthy piece of cinema. And if I didn't see the second one, I definitely I've only seen the first one is what I'm trying to get at. And then I saw like a few minutes of the Matthew McConaughey remake. Uh I saw a few minutes of another remake, but that first one is is like such a landmark piece of cinema that it's been hard for me to follow it up even with that second one, which kind of maybe invented horror comedy. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, that, that I'm not a hundred percent sure on, but I, uh, I was kind of, uh, I'm kind of the same way. Like I actually, if you go back and listen to, I reviewed Gunnar Hansen's book, uh, a yeah. couple, a couple episodes back here and everything kind of talked about my that. history, uh, with Texas chainsaw. Uh, and honestly, the second one is so bananas. And once you see that, you're gonna be like, I understand Rob Zombie's career.
0: He <laughs> saw this movie and was just like, yeah. Well,
1: I'm gonna do this for the next 30 years. And he has been doing it for better and for worse sometimes, but he had like you clearly see like everything from Bill Mosley just to the straight aesthetic. It is absolutely one hundred percent him. It is it's so weird.
0: But and- I I just don't think any other slasher flick has captured the uh, same kind of like legit true horror that you get watching the Chainsaw Massacre for the first time when you think, you know, it says based on a true story. You look at this, it looks kind of like a documentary. I mean, it's that Mm -hmm. rough around the edges.
1: And I think that that's one of the things that this movie uh, gets wrong. And that I had like... It is
0: not rough around the edges.
1: Yeah, it looks... So crisp and so clean. And that this is what's kind of weird because this movie looks brand spanking new, but The Last Matinee looks like a movie that could have been from the 80s or 90s. Yes.
0: And, and The Last Matinee takes place in a projectionist booth. And if you told me it was filmed on 16 millimeter, I might believe it, or at yeah. least 35 but this is such a, the, the Chainsaw movie is so digital. It's like, this looks like sci-fi movie of the week. It's so it, crisp. It's just. Yeah, it it really, it, there is no way that it feels like a theatrical release at all.
1: No, but we'll get into why I think while there should be, I I, I will have one case for this should have been a theatrical release. We'll talk about it when we get to the end.
0: But, well, and, and also I'll I'll say that it's clear what it was trying to do. But it it failed because of some things beyond its control.
1: Now, the only really actor that I recognized right off the bat was uh, Sarah Yarkin, who was in Happy Death Day to you.
0: Okay, I like that movie. Who was she in that movie? She
1: was she was the main short haired girl, the the kind of with the the dark hair. Oh well, they both have okay. short dark hair. What am I talking about? The one that, the darker skin girl.
0: Okay, the lighter so the lighter-skinned
1: girl, and the darker skin girl, Melody. But, but
0: she was not the main character of Happy Death Day to you, because that's the only character I remember. From no, no, Happy no. Death she Day was
1: no. She was one of the little fellow science nerds.
0: Yeah. So, so that means, like, like if you weren't the main girl in Happy Death Day to you, it's not that great of a of <laughs> of a credit. <laughs>
1: Uh, and Elsie Fisher, who I kept looking at the entire time going, how do I know this? How do I know this girl? Who is this? Who is this? And it turns out it's the girl from, uh, 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 what's the, uh, Bo Burnham
0: movie eighth grade. Okay. So that's a better credit.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's a better credit for it. And not like she was the one that I recognized and we have the, the one thing that was kind of interesting about like all the Texas chainsaw stuff. And I, I still don't have all of them straight. But there's so many movies, and they have so many different kind of uh, storylines. It's a lot like the Halloween in that way. Where it's well, like-
0: it's a lot like Halloween in a lot of ways when you watch this movie. <laughs> but, but, if- but I'll say that I don't like the idea of the never-ending sequels to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like Halloween with the never-ending sequels, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense. Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like those sequels make sense. But the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the kind of thing that, like, works so well as I just stopped the wrong place. And, oh, my God, I'll never do that again. Yeah. And and the sequels just don't work, in my opinion. That's why I didn't watch them. It, yeah, and it the gets, reboots are unneeded.
1: Well, it, I will say this. At least for the 2003, and I remember seeing that in film school and i was just like well during film school they didn't like show us that movie like here's a great example of cinema no (laughs) (laughs) they did not do that but we we went and saw it and like i don't even know if i had seen the original texas chainsaw at that point but a couple other guys i went to school with saw it and i was i look back at them i go was it it wasn't just me that movie was crap right and they were just like yeah it was terrible i'm like okay was that the mcconaughey version no this is the platinum dunes version Oh, I in, thought
0: the Platinum Dunes was much later.
1: No, no, Plat, Platinum. That's two thousand three was the first Platinum Dunes. Okay, one. Uh, his came around in the early early nineties. I think I don't remember. Uh, again, I, all the orders. Yeah, once again, I'm, I'm the, so
0: old that stuff runs together.
1: Exactly, and I'm not the biggest. Like I said, I'm not the biggest Texas Chainsaw fan, so I haven't really, I haven't really watched all of them. Just like the first two, uh, the remakes uh, one, and maybe that's it. So, so three, so three of these things. Uh, so this one follows up right after the first one. So this is kind of like you know the the most recent Halloween where you've got Halloween and then you've okay. got Halloween again and then Halloween so kills.
0: <laughs> you just said what matters. This is like the most recent Halloween because boy, it really feels like they saw what Halloween was doing 100%. and they thought they could do it. Yeah, yeah, like like they thought they had their own Laurie Strode, but the difference is Jamie Lee Curtis is a recognizable actor. Like, we see Jamie Lee Curtis. You don't have to tell us it's Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm -hmm. Like, we see her. We know who it is. But if you were to tell me that this uh, person who's playing the Laurie Strode in this movie, if you were to tell me it's a different actor, I'll say, fine. If you tell me it's the same actor, I'd say, okay, fine. But, like, I don't have any way to prove it. You know it, it. It it's like you got to have like pop up video footnote to even know if it's the same actor or not. So you tell me, is this the same actor?
1: No, Marilyn Burns, who played Sally in the original, has died. You know what's kind of scary? So, so
0: they totally lost their whole. Like the whole reason Laurie Strode works is because it's actually Laurie Strode. Go ahead.
1: But yeah, so she uh she died a couple of years ago, and frankly, I don't even know that she would want to be involved in this film. Or because sure. uh, if you listen to Gunnar Hansen's book, it was not a great experience for her. That like that crazed look at the end. I think she absolutely earned that in real life because my goodness, they put her through absolute hell on that movie actually physically cut her in one scene. So I I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how she's coming oh, no. back to this movie. And, it's, and, uh, and they
0: do they they have no like like the rule. Of the requel is you got to have some connective tissue, but they don't have Gunnar Hansen. They don't have. They don't have any legit connective tissue, right? Yeah, it's
1: like. Well, here's the thing. Like I was uh, about to say a second ago, most of the people that worked on the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre are all dead. It's the curse of the movie. It's like it, plus well, it was 1972. Yeah, it wasn't good. Fifty but, years, people but, die over fifty years. But like you know, Toby's gone. Marilyn's gone. Oh,
0: oh I know the connective tissue. I just looked it up. What's that? John Lariquette.
1: Oh, that's what I was, I was definitely going to say that. The only real yeah. returning member of all of this is John Larroquette doing the reading. And you know what? Which so weird. <laughs> John Larroquette had no idea what he was going into when he did the first yeah. Texas Chainsaw. He was just like, we want you to do this, do it in this particular kind of thing. And everything's like, all right, sure. Like he was just a young actor looking for a little work. Got some voiceover work and then boom.
0: So can I tell you the name? Of my subgenre that I think this movie belongs to, okay, elevated horror,
1: elevated
0: horror. Okay, it's like you're trying for some elevated and you failed, so you're elevated,
1: <laughs> elevated horror, horror.
0: Yes, because they really thought they were giving us a uh, uh, a Danny McBride Halloween Wayne. Nope. Like, like they really tried and they even threw in this thing, like, like out of nowhere, like we got to try really hard to make some social commentary here. We're, we're, we're failing badly. So when Leatherface gets on the bus and they say, we're going to get you canceled, bro. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that a- was like so lame and tacked on. And that's like, that's the, the, the most stereotypical way of like trying to make it appear. You're making a statement, but you don't know what statement to make. So you just. Oh, uh, we're going to get you canceled, bro. Like this is coming from somebody who <laughs> doesn't quite understand any of the dynamics of cancel culture, which which there's a lot to be said about it. Yeah. But this movie don't say it. No, like, it kinda, like strangers killing people don't need to be canceled because they were never like on the air in the first place. <laughs> like You got to be picked up before you can be canceled. Right. Well, yes.
1: Now, I think that is. I, I go along with this in this in this much sense, because. When you start watching this movie, you get to see these characters, a bunch of young, kind of. Uh, I'm guessing they're like YouTubers or influencers of some sort, right?
0: Eh, they're just they're they're what the rest of America thinks people from LA are all yeah. like. Internet like, famous. Like everyone I would in say. LA are the people on this bus.
1: Exactly, bunch of young young douchebags. <laughs> but the cool part is, and I want to mention this is that like, it because it comes into play, and I was like, why is this in here? And then and then it, it pays off. Uh, but they're driving a Tesla, but it's actually a Tesla-like thing because it's not Tesla, yeah, but that's a Tesla. Yeah.
0: But it is just, a Tesla. We,
1: we're not stupid. We know what they look like. <laughs> like, all the seats and, and the body are all still Plus the you same. They put it on
0: autopilot.
1: Yeah, and you put it on a specific autopilot there and everything. But uh, I, to me, I, I thought that was really great. But it, the, the whole movie starts out, These they're trying to move into this kind of abandoned town to take it over. And you hate these people. These people suck. But... Yes. You know, and, and, and I think that's where a lot of people watching this movie for the first time and have the, a lot of disconnection. They're like, I hate all these characters. They're all awful people. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how it works. If you look back well, at the original Texas the thing Chainsaw, is the people
0: you hate don't get killed by the, 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 the slasher supposed to kill the people you hate. And here, I'm not sure if that happens. The, the slasher kills the people you have informed opinions about for the most part.
1: Uh, y- yeah, I mean, they're just kind of, it's, it's a bit willy nilly and everything, but there's honestly, there's an, I, I like I said, I, I won't just want to say this. I didn't love this film, but I am going to, I'm going to heap a little praise here and there because like, as much as I didn't like it, I, there's, oh, man. there's bits that I was like, okay, you, you worked for me movie. You did, you did all right this time. There's <laughs> oh, a couple okay, of Let things. me
0: tell you the story of me watching this movie. So I didn't work today. I had the day off. And I got up at 6 a.m. because I was going to be productive. I made a video. I edited that video about 9 a.m. I get a text from you saying, hey, try to watch this movie. What time are we going to record? We set up the details. So as soon as I finish that text with you, I've been up three hours. I watch this movie. It's a bad sign when I'm checking how much time is left in a 90-minute movie. And there's 75 minutes left. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> so so once I finished the movie, oh, there came a point where I was like, this movie's got to be over. And there's 11 minutes left. I'm like, how could there possibly be 11 minutes left? Well, there's nine minutes of credits. <laughs> well, there like, you like go. this movie barely got the 90 minutes that they were probably contractually obligated to have by like moving the, rolling their credits slow. But anyway, so I get up at six o'clock, all full of energy. I'm going to get so much. Done today. Got a good night's sleep. By the time I finished watching this movie, I have to take a nap. <laughs> I have like like this energy. movie was like the the entertainment equivalent of Benadryl for me.
1: Oh man, I didn't like it, but I i it wasn't. I stayed up enough because it was like it had just enough to kind of keep me watching, just enough, not a lot. It, but it, like I said, at ninety minutes, it's not
0: it, well. At, it,
1: IMDb it, says one twenty one hour twenty one minutes. <laughs>
0: it wasn't dumb enough because, like, you could enjoy a dumb movie because mm-hmm. last night I stayed up till midnight watching the 1980 trauma classic Mother's Day. Oh, nice. So you can watch a dumb movie and have fun. This movie wasn't dumb. It was just like, man, it just lacked substance for me. And and the ending, I, I don't know how much you want to spoil or don't spoil, but there was this ridiculous carry ending is what I'll call it compared to this incredibly stupid but fun carry ending on mother's day i'd watched the night before and and maybe this movie just suffered for me watching a great like ridiculous dumb stupid movie the night before but yeah like like this is not as good as the most offensive movie many people have ever seen
1: no and that's the thing it's like um I thought the kills were okay for the most part. Nothing. They,
0: they, they look borderline PG 13. This movie looked like, this movie looked like it was shot. So if it did get a theatrical release, they could choose whether they want a PG 13 or R. Like there's no straight up R stuff that couldn't be cut. No,
1: I mean, like.
0: And, And also, it might just be the like difference in modern horror making, but there's like, there's like zero, uh, Zero psychosexual horror, you know, like zero of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Which yeah.
0: I always thought that's like a classic of a slasher. I mean, that worked really well with the original, even though you don't actually see, like, like in, in uh, the original Chainsaw Massacre, I don't think you ever see a, a booby or anything. But it still was like a an, uh, their equivalent of an NC seventeen back then because you feel like you saw it even though you didn't see it. Yeah, Here, exactly. You definitely know you didn't see it
1: when when he's holding her up and then dropping her on that thing. Like everyone swears yeah. up and down that they saw the hook going in, and you don't. Like I don't want to say the original Texas Chainsaw is bloodless because it's not, but it's not nearly. It's a lot of implied stuff in in yeah, that movie. Really,
0: and it's, a it's tone an expert feeling. Yeah, it's an expert film at letting your mind fill in the blanks.
1: This movie, like, it doesn't do any any of that and and presents it in this beautiful, squishy, shiny way that...
0: And and two-thirds of the movie takes place in the afternoon. Like, they're having an afternoon cookout. And Leatherface should not live in the town square. It's like somebody totally missed the point of the (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre when Leatherface lives in... The, the West Texas version of Burkdale
1: Well, and you know what's so screwed up, though, is like they give you this whole kind of thing at the beginning with the John Lorquette voiceover and whatnot, talking about yeah. Sally and how she was the lone person to get away and everything. Then we come to this city, go to this house, and the first person we see kind of looks like she looked in that movie. Yeah. And I'm like, w- wait, what now? Is, so, is, is Sally come back and like shacking up with Leatherface? I didn't know what the hell and- was going on.
0: And are they expecting us to believe that Leatherface's mother is still alive? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, like Sally is not still alive in real life, but we're supposed to believe Leatherface's mother is not only still alive, but she looks younger than Sally in most of her scenes. Yeah. And I mean, because, or is this like a, a Leatherface the third? Like maybe we're supposed <laughs> to understand that it's like genetic. And this isn't the original Leatherface, but this is like his great grandson or grandson or something.
1: Maybe uh, it's like I said; it's a little it's a little tough to tell. I feel like it was the same thing, and at the same time, too, it's just like uh, Halloween. You're like this seventy year old guy is getting around pretty good.
0: Yeah, and the, the at least in Halloween they recaptured the beauty of the original mask. Mm-hmm. I feel like Leatherface's face was not that great.
1: It was yeah, it was okay. It grew on me a little bit by the end, but at the same time too, I almost like the idea of and you, you you've seen a couple of these movies is him kind of changing faces as things go along or, you know. Yeah.
0: Or or just come on, man. We have 3D printing. You can reproduce that original <laughs> mask which is which is what you need. This is this is a movie that's trying to to capitalize on what made the Halloween remakes work. And that was a lot of nostalgia and for getting all the movies that came in between. And this movie man puts Leatherface in the town square. They give him a stupid mask. They make his mom younger than he is. And they get us a Laurie Strode nobody cares about. Like, it is elevated horror. And,
1: and she is just... She's probably the weakest part of this. And she's it's supposed to be that kick-ass moment of, like, our original heroine is back. Who's not the original heroine. Uh, but she's back.
0: And she's going after the original guy. And and then she just gets killed. Yeah, it's very spoiler warning, sorry.
1: Yeah, it's fine. If they've listened this far, they get it. Um but yeah, she she's gone the whole it's just kinda like man and the 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 Deus Ex bullet, if you will. (laughs) <laughs> of like right out of the like last yeah. second, she all of a sudden, after having been, which I thought was a cool death, by the way, her getting stabbed and then like kind of hung in the air and everything. I thought though, if you are going to have her in this movie, you do need uh-huh. to kill her and I like that they we kill her in like a pretty cool way, but then she comes back to save the day from the grave a la something or other. It's just a shitty yeah. western.
0: This this just feels, oh man, so I, I tuned in expecting, here, no, I didn't expect anything. But they were trying to give us the most recent Halloween films. Um, and what they ended up giving us was the most recent Tremors films. Yeah. Like, like that's where I'd put it. Because this is about the quality of the last Tremor film, except it was stupid enough I could uh, enjoy it a little bit. But, yeah, they're both felivated horror. But, but with this, uh, I, I just got to say, man, with this, they kind of missed some opportunities. I mean, it, it really seems like the Asylum Mockbuster of the uh latest round of halloween films
1: yeah i can definitely see that i one of the uh i i love the scene on the bus that was like one of the great gore moments of this is just everybody being absolutely destroyed with a chain and it was nice to actually see a chainsaw in chainsaw massacre actually Which be properly object- used to chainsaw people up you know
0: we were more than halfway through the movie before the first chainsaw made an appearance. I just want to mention that. Well, As I mean, I, I paused and checked the timestamp.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of nuts like that. But that was pretty good. But the thing that kind of the 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 thing that I don't want to say sold me because I'm not going to give this a high recommendation. I'm going to give it just like hey, If if you're a Texas Chainsaw completist, you should watch it. But uh, spoiler alert here for like the last like last little bit. I when. I love the idea because I, I, it felt like I knew what they were kind of doing when they when the two of them get back in the car that has the autopilot that they're going home. I thought, OK, this is this this is great. They're going back. This is the end of the whole thing. And like literally as just before it was going to happen, I was like, you know, wouldn't it be interesting? And sure as hell, Leatherface comes back rips so they've already yeah. engaged autopilot rips her out of the car and I'm like oh shit this is great and then so girl like she pops up, her head off out of yeah. the back and she's looking screaming a lot like Sally did in the first one. I'm like oh this is really great he's just gonna see her get taken away and the head comes off I like I I clapped and wooed right there well, in my own living room you
0: really did because I, I thought this felt so ridiculous and tacked on and I kept waiting for her to like sit up in bed and this was all a bad dream <laughs>
1: <laughs> that wouldn't been the worst. He
0: he really tries his best to choreograph the swinging chainsaw from the end of the original, which just doesn't work when you're in 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 the town square at noon.
1: Yeah, it's a well. I mean, it was morning when they did it in the first one. It was, it was yeah, but, dawn. but it was
0: because they had just survived the night. That's fair. Here, it's like, why did we go from like nine p.m. to noon with no explanation? <laughs> and did you stick around for the in credit scene?
1: I found out about it later, and then I watched it, and then I was disappointed with myself.
0: Because it's just Leatherface walking to what looks like the original house, and you know what? You got access to the original house. Do the movie there. Don't yeah. do it in some town square.
1: Yeah. i like, why, why wouldn't there be somebody just like, I don't want to go over that down there no more. And like That's always the I best.
0: Ha- I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the trailer for the best Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake ever, and that's the movie X.
1: Okay. So I want to talk about this. Let's let's do that. We'll do that. We're gonna we'll talk that in the after show. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So ultimately, but that that last little bit that excited me. I like I don't know why, but oh, it was it, just it, like
0: it pissed me off.
1: It felt it felt like you finally earned a little something. I don't know why. It just it, I was just like okay. You you got me with because I wasn't honestly I was like maybe expecting a throat c- cut or something like that. But the whole head coming off and the body it, flopping it, down and him holding it, I was like that's badass.
0: It felt like a pickup when they knew they're definitely not going for PG thirteen. It also felt like a pickup when they said, "Oh yeah, this movie's lame. What's the least amount of money we can spend and make it less lame?" But it was such I a tossback to the original. Like I feel like it's
1: got. To, I feel like that's got to have been part of the plan altogether because it's it's so referential to the original.
0: It just feels like such a a tacked on pickup that isn't earned and and out of nowhere. I mean, anyway. I guess that's one of those where we just disagree no, on. the, and, and the scene would have worked if it was like the Carrie ending where she sits up in bed and it's a nightmare. But no, as far as I know, it really happened.
1: Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, well, hey, listen, this, uh, enough people watched it on Netflix, so who's to say what's going to happen
0: next? Well, uh, what's his name? Would you call him uh, Getty Martinez or something? Uh, Fetty, Fetty something? Fetty Alvarez. Fetty Alvarez had a five-picture deal, and this is only the second one because he did Leatherface and this one. So three more, man.
1: Oh, so he did another one of these things? I didn't know that.
0: Leatherface. Did you never watch Leatherface?
1: No. Me neither. (laughs) Why would I? (laughs) I'm like, I I like I said I was one of the it took me a while to even like Texas, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think I even really liked that movie till the third time I saw it.
0: Uh It is pretty scary.
1: It took, it took, took, well, I didn't even think that. I didn't even think it was scary at first. I'm just like, this is stupid. I like, I, it's one of those times when I think I saw it. I, I'd just been watching way too much of other horror films. So it's just like, long time.
0: for a long time? It's been like my, uh, top of the mountain for seventies horror.
1: Read Gunnar Hansen's book. It's even scarier than that damn movie. <laughs> I just I read that and I'm just like it. Like he paints a really good picture and the stuff that went on. You're just like this is scary in this damn movie, in my opinion. Just like things that you wouldn't do to people in the real world, but you just do them in a movie because it's it's crazed and you have zero money. Uh, so Bruce, thanks for uh, showing up today, man. I appreciate you kind of uh helping me out on this end. Tell people where they can find your work on the
0: internet i would love for people to check out my youtube channel youtube.com slash c slash bruce leslie where i'm doing some of the best anime content you're gonna find so if you like things like death note you like things like attack on titan you like things like demon slayer you like things like full metal alchemist brotherhood uh that kind of stuff go check it out you're gonna find it there Jujutsu kaisen
1: Oh man, tons of stuff Go check that out, subscribe to everybody And if you like the two of us, we add one more person We call it Hero Movie Podcast And uh, we got uh, all of our 30 questions show We got Moon Knight coming up And not too awful long And then Obi-Wan, and like, holy cow We got so much stuff going on So uh, check out all of our stuff That is it, everybody Join us in the after show, if you will But uh, for Bruce Leslie, I'm Adam Porches We'll see you next time
2: Sister Andrew, Sister Ruth, make sure that everybody get a seat. Come on, y'all. Sister Lily may go back in the kitchen, cause when it get through, and need to eat. How Fix me collard greens and cornbread rice. Chicken breast, oxtails on the side. That's what I'm talking eat about. Vegan on the wood, get my Bentley ready. Cause when it gets through, and need ride. Come on. West, count the money, count the money, come back and tell us what you raise. We ain't divided. I got some people there looking for some blessing First, God got to get the praise. Come on, y'all. See, there's an old saying when the praises go up, you get the blessing coming down. I got some people in the church, God Almighty, look at them, they mess around. Come on, come on. Whoa. Hell no. Tell the now, now.
1: Remember this song?
0: No, I don't remember that song at all.
1: This used like uh, let me see if I can find an actual uh, the year on this thing. It's 2016. That sounds right.
0: 20, oh, I, I wasn't listening to music much then.
1: No, this it well, I think it technically started out as like an internet meme kind of thing. Okay, it was this video of just this old this old black guy just. Named Bishop Bullwinkle. Oh wow! Who uh, just just sing this kind of gospel-ish sort of song and just held to the gnaw. <laughs> it was just like it's just, just <laughs> freaking hilarious, and I don't I don't know why, but it was just I was flipping through just if if I don't have like a song or something that I want, I'll just kind of uh, flip through the uh, the my feed or whatever in the uh, iTunes yeah. and whatnot to just try and be like, okay, what is it, you know what I like? What do I like? Computer? And then just goes, do you like this? And I'm like, I'm putting that in there. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. What was it I was saying that I, we were going to talk about in the, in the after? I don't know.
0: Maybe the ending? Oh, shucks. I we were going to talk about X. Oh, yes. The best okay. best Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake ever. Looks to me like it's going to be X. Like, okay. better than anything Rob Zombie could make.
1: Yes. So And by the way, I do not understand why Rob Zombie, of all people has not directed a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. If you look at his work, I'm telling you, once you watch Texas Chainsaw 2, you will understand that however the hell old he was in 1982, 3, whatever it was, he saw that movie was just like, my entire film career is going to be this.
0: I think it's like a sports team when it comes to horror franchises. Mm -hmm. So, like, you pick one, and it's real hard to get the fans of the other one to accept you, so he picked Halloween. Like, he doubled down on Halloween, so now Texas Chainsaw, which is weird cuz they got like the best original movie but the worst of the sequels when you look at it like from a from a long angle lens or whatever mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't think he would ever be accepted now by TCM fandom because he did the Halloween thing. He's like stuck there. He can't do Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, big mistake. Do, uh, you should have left that else.
1: one. He should have left that one alone. And there's anything that lends itself to his ex- his aesthetic. Yeah. It is the Texas Chainsaw stuff. Yes, he would. I, I mean, I, I House I of a Thousand man. Corpses is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes,
0: I totally agree. It's the the cra- He's great with the weird, crazy redneck slash hillbilly movie. Yeah, like he could maybe do a good Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, that's a franchise that's so low on the list. You know, I think he's above that. But with,
1: you know, uh, what's his nut? The French guy did the Hills Have Eyes remake. God damn it. I can't remember his name. But that movie, that remake was fantastic. Honestly, I will go so far as to say I think that's better than the original Hills Have Eyes. Come at me.
0: And something I think's ripe for a reboot that uh, that Rob Zombie could handle is uh, Wrong Turn. But I don't know what he's doing now. Oh, Man, I, I think he's all about doing originals or something now.
1: No, what he's was that he,
0: Salem crap that he did.
1: Yeah, that was that was terrible. No, no. His yeah. movie right now. Hold on to your britches here, Bruce.
0: I got him. He's he's
1: he's doing a Munsters movie.
0: Yeah, I could see that because Dragula, that that music video was a uh, Munsters love letter. It is seriously, I'm not like joking.
1: Oh yeah, it's his favorite. It's one of his favorite things. I I, be, I be believe between Texas Chainsaw Two and the Munsters, those are like his two favorite things ever. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I mean, who knows? I, I you know Sherry Moon's Zombie is going to be in it, so you just know that much at yeah. least. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think that's a big part of the drag on some of his work too. Is she, I don't think she's a great actress.
1: No, I think you're correct, but. So, Ty West has a new trailer out for his movie X, which looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets a porno.
0: Yes, and I, I think it is not fel- elevated. I think it might be truly elevated and the new elevated is the throwback to a slasher.
1: Well, and here's the thing too. Ty West is is not somebody who is, you know, not known for doing decent horror. Like he's, he's had like kind of, you've seen most of his movies, right? I'm sure you saw house of the devil. No. Okay. So house of the devil is like his first kind of big thing. That was a very sort of slow burn, kind of deal it was really good i yeah. never saw cabin fever 2 but he also but he did the-
0: <laughs> that's a movie that doesn't need a sequel yeah. eli roth kind of nailed it with yeah. the first one
1: i'm like I don't, that that was another one when i first watched it i'm like i don't like this movie and then i then someone's yeah. like you know that's a comedy right and i'm like i do what now and then i rewatched it i'm like <laughs> oh well this movie makes a lot more sense if you look through it that lens the correct one uh but he did uh the innkeepers. Do did you see that one
0: i don't know man what's that one about
1: uh people at a hotel that's kind of haunted and stuff
0: i might have seen it i might not he did like it sounds like one of those disposable ones that i might have went to see and it wasn't worth remembering
1: no you'd probably remember It's very his stuff's very kind of specific and stuff he did like segments on vhs and abc's death and stuff like that but yeah this is his this is his kind of uh i think this may be the thing that kind of Puts him where I, I think he really should be. Oh, he did The Sacrament, too. I didn't see that one, but it, a lot of people like that one.
0: I have high hopes for X.
1: But it looks like it was shot on film. And like when you look at this, you're like, this is what this Texas Chainsaw Massacre
0: movie yes, should look like. that's exactly right. I hate the sci-fi look that this thing had.
1: It's just so blah. it felt
0: like people that knew this movie was going to stink, but they wanted some some tape that they could show for their uh, CV when they're applying for a job to work on Lifetime or AMC or something that they can do like TV quality lighting. Like it really felt like people were just trying to put tape together and gave up on this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, I am. I'm kind of. I'm. I'm waiting to see that uh, X. It's coming out. In, what and and what's up month? with
0: this Foo Fighters movie? Isn't there like a Foo Fighters horror movie or something? Yes. A Dave Grohl movie. Studio Six Six Six. So what's the early word on that? I don't
1: know. I'm. I don't even know when that's actually out. Okay. But uh, I was listening to him. He's on. He's on hot ones this week. Yeah. And he's got you got a, eating wings? Yeah, oh yeah. I can't spell for shit <laughs> and talk at the same time. Um Oh, Whitney Cummings G-R-O-H-L. is in this movie. No, I was just I was trying to <laughs> I was just trying to spell studio for whatever reason it just wasn't coming out of my fingers correctly. Uh but he was just like I I we re, I wanted to put together some stuff for a new album. I rented this this old house or whatever just to get away from distractions and everything. And yeah. I was there by myself, just kind of laying all the tracks down and everything. And I just, I was, it was scary. <laughs> so I wrote this whole kind of thing yeah, about well, this studio being. I'm uh, going to
0: tell you, free- man, like, like, uh, you got me to reactivate my shutter account because I had to watch, uh, like I've been paying for it for years and haven't watched it in over a year. So I went on, reactivated my account, whatever. I watched that uh, last matinee and then I went on over to Joe Bob and I saw an interview with Elliot Roth and I watched uh, Mother's Day. And like now that I've really been having fun with my little camera, I'm thinking I want to make like a horror short with Silas. Like, Like I want to work with him and come up with some kind of just, you know, like like two minute, three minute horror short and work my way up from there.
1: Uh, rated R for strong, bloody violence, gore, per- pervasive language, and sexual content. It's like, what do you want? To, what do you <laughs> want to watch this movie? Come on now.
0: Yeah, man, that's Studio Six Six Six.
1: Yeah, look at this cast: Jenny Ortega, Whitney Cummings, oh, Will man, Forte.
0: Jenny Ortega is like the new Scream Queen.
1: Yeah, she's she's getting up there. She's like she starts. She was to get in, these in the
0: Babysitter uh, sequel. I don't know if you ever saw Killer Queen, Babysitter Killer Queen. She I saw was the f- in the new Scream movie. I saw the she first in one. This. Is yeah.
1: the second? the second one good? Because I, I didn't. The second
0: get- one is a little bit more fun. I okay. love McG though. I'm a I'm a sucker for McG because he made a movie in Huntington.
1: What a McG apologist! I've always said it, but yeah, she was great, in, she she is going to be one of those things because she was super great in uh, Scream and everything. So I'm, I'm 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 looking to see the other stuff that she. I guess she was in. Uh, oh, she was in. Oh. All right. I'm not going to go through all that, but uh, that is it, everybody. We'll see you next time.